to you alone do we worship to you alone do we thank in jesus mighty name somebody say amen okay tonight is a very special night i'll be continuing from where from where i left off uh, let's take our bibles and let's go to say british pastor say say with a brute brutish pastors brutish means I told you many times what British means. British is to be darkly. You know, light cannot penetrate you. You are so thick with ignorance. Hallelujah. When you bring somebody from the bush and you bring him to the city and the person can't find his way around, you can describe that person as a brute. So when we say brutish pastors, it's like somebody who doesn't know what he's about. That will not be you in the name of Jesus. So let's go to uh, Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 21. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 21. He said, for the pastors have become brutish. They weren't brutish at the beginning. They have become. That means a lot of events and things that happened have made them brutish. And last week I mentioned some. I said some of the work, if you are not careful, you become so used to it. And you can become very brutish. And I gave the example of Moses, how that he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. Because he was angry, he was tired, he was fed up with the people. So they didn't start brutish, but they became. Praise God. Anything in life can become brutish. A marriage can become brutish. A church can become brutish. For what reason? Number one, he said, and they have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not prosper. And all their flocks shall be scattered. The glory of a pastor is to have flock. The glory of a shepherd is to have sheep. In the multitude of people is the king's honor. So there's a correlation between the people that follow you and the honor you carry. I say, and the honor you carry. I pray that many more people will follow you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight one more time for this teaching breakthrough communion service let something rub on us like never before let the anointing to preach to teach and to pray be here and deliver souls in the name of jesus christ we refuse to live here the same way we came in jesus mighty name i pray let somebody say amen can you take your seats so the pastor say oh but then pastor why don't you preach to only pastors no you are wrong i told you that when you are saved you are called who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purposes, to his purpose and grace, which is in Christ Jesus from the foundation of the world. So when you are saved, you are called. Say, I'm saved and I am called. It's as simple as that. Anytime anybody gives their life to Christ, God didn't save you to come to church and sit down there is something you must do. And so when you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18, it tells us what we should do. It said, it But all things are of God who has reconciled us unto himself through Christ Jesus and has given to you and I the ministry of reconciliation. So when you are saved, you are called. And when you are called, the calling has to do with you reconciling people to themselves, to himself. That's why all of us are technically shepherds or pastors. Am I making sense? Am I I being able to communicate to you? 
I'm, I'm laying the foundation for which I'm preaching this message to you. And you say, you are not a pastor, you are not a shepherd. And I'm telling you that once you are saved, you are called. And the calling is that you too become a witness. And have sheep following you just like somebody led you to Christ. That is how it is. So all of us are shepherds. Let me hear your amen. amen. Say I'm a shepherd. Say three times. Amen. Two, three. You are a shepherd is simply somebody who is a pastor. That is what it means. So as you are sitting there, the difference between you and I is that I have been ordained, but you have not been ordained. But the work remains the same. In fact, most of the great people who did great things in life, they prefer to be called brothers. So you have Brother Hagen. You have Brother T.L. Osborne. This way. Come sit here. Brother T.L. Osborne. Brother, uh, what? Kenneth Copeland. But these were great people who did great things, but they referred to them as brothers. So it is in these times that we become so accustomed to nomenclature and the apportioning of right names and degrees to people. That's what has brought so much segregation. But once you are saved, you are a brother, and a brother can be a prophet. A brother can be a preacher. As long as you are called a brother... You can do all the works that God has called us to do. Are you hearing me today? So those of you that have, you know, you've put the work of God on the back burner. Tonight, I'm going to shock you and let you know that, look, if you would see God truly from the bottom of your heart, you will prosper in everything you are doing. I say you will prosper in everything you are doing in the name of Jesus Christ. So say brutish pastors. Say I shall not be a brute. I shall not be uncouth. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So when he says, the pastors, for the pastors have become brutish, he gave the reason. He said, they have not sought the Lord. The reason why they have become so difficult, they have, they, they've not done well, is because they've not sought the Lord. And so they are not prospering. And all their sheep shall scatter. May your people not scatter in the name of Jesus. May your money not scatter. May your marriage not scatter. If sheep can scatter, which is prime to God, everything else can scatter. Especially when you don't see God. So this is a great opportunity for you to hear this word so that you can do mightily in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I also told you in the book in Psalm 40 verse 49 verse 20 that a man that is in honor and understandeth it not is like the beast of the field that perishes. In other words, if you are a pastor and you don't know why you are a pastor, you are brutish. If you are a husband and you don't know why you are a husband, you are brutish. If you are a wife and you don't know why you are a wife, you are brutish. If you are an employee and you don't know why you are employed to work, you are brutish. So when we say somebody is a brute, another description is that the person is a beast. And that beast is confined to the wilderness and not to palaces. So any brute person is somebody who doesn't know why he is where he is. Like a student who's going to school and he doesn't learn. You are very brutish. When I say you are brutish, it doesn't mean you are not beautiful or handsome. You don't know the purpose for which you were sent to school. So a man that is in honor and understandeth it not is as the beast of the field that will perish one of these days. It's about the reason for which you are put in a place and what you are supposed to do. You must understand it. You must even understand why God brought you to church tonight. 
You must understand why you are in church. This will not make you a brutish kind of person. Are you following me tonight? So look at that sequence. He said, because they did not seek the Lord, they will not prosper. And when they don't prosper, you, it, the evidence that they are not prospering is that their church is scattered. The church is not growing. People come and they leave. That means there's a big problem of seeking God in that place. Are you following what I'm saying to you? And so anytime we don't see God, and don't limit it to church, this is a picture of what will happen to you if you take the seeking of God out of the picture. So tonight I want to deal with a case study of a man called Uzziah. Uzziah in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 26 and verses 5 going. Uzziah, people like to call him Uzziah. This is an example of a king, a man, a young man who sought the Lord. You see, when he sought the Lord, everything he did began to prosper. Usually we put things, and you see, when the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things shall be, say, say these things. A lot of things that you must be able to accomplish in life. But if you don't seek God first, you may not be able to accomplish them. A lot. I said a lot. Because if you study the things that King Uzziah did, you realize that there was a lot in his belly. But it's because he was able to seek the Lord that he was able to explode at that level. So as you are seeking God, your giftings, your callings, your abilities, your capacities, they begin to manifest. As you are seeking God, you realize that you are far more than you think you are. So let's read the story. I have no the scriptures off my heart, but for your six, let's go to the Second Chronicles chapter 26. I want you to notice very, 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 very interesting scripture points there. 26 and verses 4. Okay, but let's start from verse 3. It said, 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. And his mother was Jecoliah of Jerusalem. The next verse, he said, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. Look at this, verse 5. And he sought, come on, say sought. Say loud. Say with thunder. What is is sought? What is the present tense of sought? Seek. So seek, sought. I don't know the future tense. Is there a future tense for seek? I don't think so. We'll seek or whatever. But the past tense of seek is sought. But I will say, and he sought the Lord in the days of Zacharias, who had understanding of the visions of the Lord. And as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him prosper. Look at it there. You see sought and then prosper. He said, for the pastors have become brutish. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 21. Because they sought not the Lord, therefore they shall not and the, their flock shall be scattered. Have you seen it there? This one is saying, for as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. So that means that anytime you genuinely seek the Lord, the Lord will cause you to prosper. Hallelujah. So I've I've written five things that I want you to understand today. Sought, he sought, he fought, he wrought, he became strong, and then he taught. These six things, 
That is the sequence by which you realize that this man became great. And he got to a place where he thought he was strong. Then his thinking began to destroy him. Because at the end of the story, Uzziah died a very shameful death. Because he went into the temple to offer incense upon the altar. And he was not a priest. So God helped him tremendously. My goodness. I said, my goodness. And you'll be amazed with the things that God did with him. So, he sought the Lord and then he fought many battles. And then he wrought many mighty deeds. Then he became very strong. And then he began to think. He thought he was invincible. And it's interesting the way the scripture is read. He said, for as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. That means that if you seek the Lord today and you don't seek him tomorrow, there's no guarantee that you will prosper. It's like you decide not to bath from tomorrow. You have signed on to smelling without even knowing about it. After three weeks, when you pass by, everybody will know you have passed by. So as long as you take your bath, you will not have body odor. As long as you keep seeking the Lord, you will prosper. It's amazing that when God helps us and we become very strong, we stop seeking him. The same things we were doing, when God helps you, after he has helped you, you stop. He said, this is for the little boys. You are wrong. Come on, let me hear. Amen. Amen. Are you following me tonight? So he sought the Lord. And as he sought the Lord, God gave him power to fight. And he fought. And when he fought, after he had fought, he wrought many, many mighty works. Then he became very strong. And then he began to, he thought that he was invincible. So anytime God, you see God, you will become a fighter. And when you be, after you have fought, you will become somebody who will do great things. You will build many, many things. And when you build many, many things, you become very strong. And when you get strong, don't begin to think that you are invincible. That is the problem. God helps you to marry. Now, the things that you used to do, come to church, your commitment to church. Now, you have left this one, and you are going to take this one. But it is this one that gives you this. If you are wise, you hold on to this, so that the other ones can be kept. Are you following what I'm saying? So, this is a classic story of somebody that God marvelously helped. And when he became strong, he forgot basic principles. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. Glory to God. So let's see how he sought the Lord. So I'll be dealing with he sought, he fought, he wrought, he became strong, and then he thought he was invincible. Six points. Is it five? Five. Let's go to number one quickly. Number one, this is what he said. To, to seek or to seek or which is the past tense of seek is what? Sought. It means, A, number one. When you say seeking, it means number one. You have to seek with your heart. So anytime you are seeking for something, the place to start is your heart. Your where? When you said, Lord, when thou sayest, Lord, seek me. When thou sayest, seek me. I said, Lord, my heart. With my heart would I seek thee. When thou sayest, seek me. I said, my heart, oh God, will so anytime you are seeking God, you cannot do it with your heart. I say you cannot do it with your heart. If you are seeking God and you come to church, there's a, there's a way you approach church. Mm. 
I say, hmm. Oh, yes. There's a way you carry yourself when you come to church. When you are seeking for something, your heart must be involved. As face answered to face, show the heart of man. To, if I look at you, I can tell whether you are serious or you are not serious. Either you are being kept here by pressure or indeed you are looking for God. You are looking for help. You are looking for deliverance. You are looking for salvation. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? When somebody compels you to do something, he has cursed you already. I'm telling you, when your heart is not in something and you are being forced, you have double curse. Because the one, you don't want to do the thing. There's no blessing. Secondly, you are being forced. But if your heart is in a thing, you will prosper. I say you will prosper. So in water, face answered to face. I see. So when somebody knows that you love them, they know. When somebody sees that you are sealed, they can tell. I said they can tell. Oh, come on. I said they can tell. May you see God in the name of Jesus. Because you see, at the end of the day, it is your prosperity that God is, is, is worried about. We are placed here as shepherds to give you a kind of guidance. But the seeking must be done by you. I said the seeking must be done by you. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. What is he talking about? He said, thou shalt find me after thou hast searched for me with half of your heart quarter of your heart, a little of your heart, some part of your heart. After thou art set from, set from, with all, come on, say all. Hmm. I see you blessed in the name of Jesus. So, when it comes to seeking God, God requires all. Come on, say all. Not some. Not some. It doesn't matter how long you are seeking God. If it's not all, there will be no call. It must be all. So you see here, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. After thou hast searched for me with all diligently. With what do you say? Is it not your heart? With our hearts, right? we seek things. We search for things with our hearts. So don't forget. Hebrews 11, verse 6. And then uh, Psalms 27, verse 8. When thou said, seek ye my face. My heart, O Lord, said, thy face, O Lord, would I seek. Here I go, shout the more May God fine-tune your desire. Ah, Zaza. I say, may God fine-tune your desire. When God finds a man who is really seeking, you will not but prosper. I say, you will not but prosper. There's nobody in church that seeks God that is disgrace. It's impossible. No. I said, no. I said, no. That shall be your story to in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So, number one, when we say seek, it means to search. Go on a search with your heart, not your mind. Is it working? You are, you are contemplating. A lot of people think, you know, mental accent doesn't mean you believe. You can give a mental accent to something, but you don't believe it. Do you believe there is God? Of course there is God. But why are you not seeking him? You believe you have given a mental accent to the existence of God. But here, it's not seeking. So, you give a mental accent to some. Doesn't mean you are seeking the thing. The thing is not sought until the heart is involved. Which is what? Your spirit and your soul. That means your whole being. The person living inside this body. The person. The, the, the will. The emotions. The desire. The mind. And the spirit. That's your heart. 
Praise God. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. So this is the meaning of to seek. It must be first a heart thing. A heart. Last week I told you that some of you, you have no, you can't cry. Because you are, you, they say bear man soon. In other words, men don't cry in the Ghanaian culture. So when it comes to God, men don't cry. It like, it's like a weakness. But real strength, you will cry. If you see a man who is strong, tears is no big deal. It's, it's a measure of your strength, your emotional connection. I'm looking for the day where you come to church and then you just worship God, you see, with your whole emotion. In fact, worship or praising God, we use our emotions. That's why. Clap. What is clapping? Sing. Jump. Jump is not emotional. Laugh. Laughter is emotion. Dance is emotions. So when it comes to praising God and worship God, your emotions must be involved. Otherwise, it cannot be worship. You know, worship as in proskuneo, which is, you know, your hand. See, when somebody sees and bows, it's worship. So thou shalt love the Lord with all thy work, with all thy soul, and with all thine. Come on, don't you know that scripture? Help me here. Thou shalt love the Lord with what? Uh huh. With all thy soul and with all thine. What is the soul? Your emotions. The soul he's mentioned is your, your emotions. Ah. When you see a dog seeing its master after two weeks or one year, you see the way dog will walk its tail, jump. That is emotions. It's that thou shalt love the Lord like that. So anytime you come to church and you stand still like a two by four wood, you may be loving the Lord with your intellect, but your emotions is out of the equation. And it's not enough. It is not complete. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? But we should love the Lord with all our emotions, including tears, laughter. Hallelujah. One of these days you come to church and you'll be laughing. You don't know why. The joy of the Lord is thy strength. The Lord will cause you to laugh. Hallelujah. He said, why do that hidden rage and the people imagine a vain thing and the kings of this world set themselves in council against the Lord and his anointed? Say, let us break the asunder. Let them break him up. And they said, but the, he that seated in the heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall answer them in a short displeasure and the Lord shall cause them to be in derision. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Even if God laughs, how come you don't laugh? Amen. The church is a place where we should be able to freely express our emotions. So when we say our heart, everything. I said everything. I said everything. May you seek God with everything in the name of Jesus. The next thing about seeking God is to have a mentor. Say mentor. Mm. That means that anytime you are seeking God, there must be a place or somebody who is holding your hands and helping you. Look at the young boy. Verse 5. He said, and he sought the Lord. This is that. He sought the Lord in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding of the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. Somebody guided him. I said, somebody guided him. Yes. You know, there are people who God brings to you to open doors for you, they are your destiny helpers. Destiny helper is not a person who's going to give you money. It's the person who holds your hands for you to know God. 
Say, Lord, give me my destiny helper. You're looking for somebody to fleece or someone to give you money. How do you define destiny? Destiny helper. And you use a man. Is it not the Holy Spirit your destiny helper? I've always had problems with those people who say, my destiny helper. This man is my destiny helper. What is it? Yes. Your destiny helper is God. Let me hear you. Amen. God helps you. I said, God helps you. Yes. Check your eyes of men. You see somebody with a flashy guy is my destiny helper. A lot of you, that's how they think. Oh, they're going to start church. They set their eyes on somebody in the church. This is my destiny helper. Brother, if you overtake somebody in your church, they will, they will say, I'm financially overburdened. God didn't call me to become a... And then they'll begin to, they'll begin to redraw. Because you have set your eyes on the man. So as, as long as this man is in the church, he's my financial helper. Brother, your church will crash. You, your sheep will scatter because instead of seeking God, you are seeking for a man. Say a mentor. Say, say a mentor. So Uzziah prospered because he had a pastor. Come on, say pastor. I can't hear you. Yes. The pastor guided Uzziah because he was young in the things of God. He was 16 years. But he began to reign 60 years in Jerusalem. And he reigned for 52 years. And he did that which was right according to his father, as Amaziah his father did. And, as, and he sought the Lord in the days. Come on, say the days. Hey, this is your days. So let me hear you, amen. So for as long as Zechariah the prophet was alive, the, I think Zechariah must have died. That's why he went into the temple to offer sacrifice because his pastor had died. The guy, because if Zechariah was there, there's no way he would have made that silly mistake. My goodness. Amen. May your pastor live long in Jesus' name. You know, by our presence here, you have avoided a lot of traps and evil plots and plans that the enemy has had for you. Do you know that? Yes. He had a pastor. That means that it, you, it will be very difficult until you get somebody to guide you. Especially when you are young, like a 16-year-old guy who has come into the kingdom. You've been thrust into leadership and you have all these nations. You need somebody to help you. And what did, what did he teach? What did Zechariah teach? He taught, he instructed him in the fear of the Lord. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you come to church, we instruct you in the fear of the Lord. That's all God wants from you. God doesn't want anything from you. He said, know me and honor me and I'll bless you. So the real assignment of Zechariah the priest, the prophet, was to instruct him in the fear. Come on, say the fear. He understood the law and he understood the books of the prophet. He had history behind him. He had people who had risen and fallen. So he guided him. He had been around for a long time. I say he has been around for a long time. Some of you, when we tell you something, just take it and sit down and be cool. Because we have seen it. Ah, where you are going, we know where you end up. He said, when the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And the tree, if it's to fall in the north, where it falleth, there it shall be. That means if you see a tree falling this way, it's not going to stop halfway. Like a cartoon and then tell her and the tree goes there. No. He said, when you see a tree is going to fall this way, where it is going to fall, that is where it will fall. That means you can predict things. You can see things. So it was the presence of Zachariah that helped him tremendously. 
for him to become mighty. And you know, he became so mighty. Bible said, and he, he made engines in Jerusalem. He made engines in Jerusalem, invented by cunning men to be on the towers and the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones. And his name spread abroad and he was marvelously helped until he became very strong. Verse 15. May God help you in the name of Jesus. I said, may God help you. Come on, I said, may the Lord help you. See, when you seek God, what you get in return is help. I said, it's help. So he sought the Lord with all his heart. Prayer is one of them. Study the word. And then you have somebody who guides you. Somebody you speak to. It was Zechariah who guided him. So it is very dangerous for you to seek God without a pastor or a man of God who is helping you. Like you've come here. What am I doing you? I'm teaching you in the fear of the Lord, right? I'm telling you, you cannot fight your enemies until you have sought the Lord first. I'm teaching you the fear of the Lord. That's my job. And as long as you keep hearing, you keep doing well. Come on, let your amen thunder like fire. You'll do well. He sought the Lord. Zechariah had understand he was an experienced man of God. Understanding of the visions. So, it's as if when this young man dreams, he comes, he's able to explain. Divine wisdom and prophetic visions. That's the things that he had. Some, some people have prophetic visions, understanding visions. Some people have divine wisdom, like Ahithophel. If you met Ahithophel and you had a dream or you had a problem, and you met Ahithophel on the way, and you told Ahithophel, this is my problem. Bible says he was as an oracle. Say oracle. oracle. A spokesperson for God. When we say an oracle, that means, a, a, you know, like an altar that has a spokesperson. Somebody see to the guy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Glory to God. Ahithophel was an oracle of God. Any day if you met Ahithophel and you gave you advice, you know this is from God. There are people like that. Why should you strain and stress yourself when you can receive help? Come on, let me hear amen. Why do you have to go through this, all this, because you refuse to share? And you know, a lot of you, the problem you are dealing with, your answer is very close, but you will not say it. You are struggling. So, Zechariah was there to help him. I said to help him. I said to help him in seeking God. So, Zechariah taught him the fear of God. I said he taught him the fear of God. You cannot prosper if you don't fear God. You will not. It may look like you are doing well. You will not rise. I said you will not rise. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you tonight? It will be an illusion all the days of your life because the fear of the Lord is not there. Hey. I say, hey. Zero mago si prava jomri la sika dolomane. Erego proskre vadisa ima. If you are a young lady, fear the Lord. The thing God has for you, if you can perceive it. And you fear the Lord. You will rise so high. People will see you and they will wonder. Come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm telling you. If you will see God as a young person. God will bless you. God will shock you. Hmm. So I'm teaching you the fear of the Lord. That's my assignment. To let you fear God. For the fear of the Lord is the foundation for If you fear God, automatically you are wise. 
Let me talk to you. I say, when you fear God, automatically, you may be dumb, but before God, you are wise. Because for wisdom, it needs the fear of God as the first ingredient. Without that thing, everything you are building will not last. For the fear of the Lord is clean and it forever. Ah. The fear of the Lord is clean. It makes you last. You will last in the name of Jesus. You need to last. If all we are doing here will not last, what are we doing here? It is the fear of the Lord that keeps things together. May you fear God. So, Zechariah said, hey, my son, don't do this. This is contrary to the law. Cut all the groups and all the altars on the high mountains and serve God alone. That was God's problem with Israel. He said, and he did, he, 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 he lived after the wickedness of his father. And he worshipped in the grooves and on the mountaintops. But if you study carefully, those who pleased the Lord were those who cut down the grooves of Balaam. Ashtoreth, and all these Chemosh, and all these strange gods. But do you know the interesting things? One commentator said, the heathens, they didn't leave their gods. How come you, only Israel, you leave your gods? Think about it. Those who worship Baal, the Philistines, they never abandoned their god Baal. And all the tribes who worship the other God, none of them abandoned. Only Israel, they left their God. So when he said they sought the Lord, it means that these people who served the Lord, because there were so many gods in Israel at that time. So your coming here is to be instructed. May you fear God. Amen. Say, but God, he said, uh, Psalm 11 verse 3, if the foundations be destroyed, what is the foundation? The fear of the Lord. Being an honorable kind of person, the word of God, you only do it. You will be blessed. I said you will be blessed. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So God brings you to, to, the, to and he has put me as your instructor to teach you the fear of the Lord. I said to teach you the fear. The Lord showed me something concerning one lady. I called her. I said, sister, come. This is what the Lord showed me about you. If you hear me, you escape it. The person didn't escape it. So I'm, I'm like, so why would God show me this thing about you? Don't you think it's serious? How can you take God's instruction for granted like that? I was shocked. something so personal about you, God shows it to me. And I told you like three months. Yes, still. You couldn't walk away from it. May God have mercy on us. So this is what made Uzziah prosper. When the man of God saw and told Uzziah, hey! I won't touch it. Hey! I will not do it. Because why? He prospered as long as he sought the counsel of Zechariah. May you prosper. In the name of Jesus Christ. The next thing about seeking God is to tread. Say tread. Tread. Like a tread. You know tread, the one they use in sewing. You have to tread. That means to walk in a very specific kind of way. To tread. You know, like you're walking. It's not a luxury kind of walk. You have to walk very carefully. That means to seek the Lord. Amen? That means that if you are seeking something, there's a way you approach the thing 
There's a way you conduct yourself. There's a way. If, I, if you are treading on something, you produce a particular kind of sound. You produce a particular kind of rhythm. You can be predicted. That is another word to, for the word to seek. Amen. Another word for the word seek is frequent. Say frequent. Say la. To frequent a place means you are seeking something. Like you see a drunkard frequenting the bar. It's normal. So, if you look at your life and you do uh, the most frequent places you go, it will tell me where your heart and your love is. Apart from maybe your work. Are you seeing what I'm saying to you? Because maybe your work, you go five, Monday to Friday. But aside that, where do you frequent most? Is it a beer parlor or the house of God or a prayer meeting or your old school gathering or some social, you know, fellowship that you have? So, the... To seek something also means to frequent. So when I see the way you frequent church, it's a measure of whether you are seeking God or not. So if you come to church once a month, it's a measure of your desire to seek the Lord. It's not there. That means you are seeking something, and maybe you are fighting instead of seeking. And you have put the first at the second, and the second you have placed in the first. But when you seek God, he will empower you to fight. I say he will empower you to fight. In the name of Jesus. So, you thread, you frequent, you go to the place very, very often. It's a sign that you are seeking God. My goodness, you in church here, may God honor you. Clap your hands and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. You being here is a sign that you are seeking God. I don't know what else. Amen. If you genuinely came here with your heart open to hear the word of God, I have nothing to tell you but that God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Because you have come from far and you have come to seek God. You have come to make sure that his house is in order. Ah, Morokete. May God prepare great things for you. I said, may God prepare great things for you. Another word to seek, to, that explains the word seek, is pursue. Say pursue. Nigerians will say pursue. Pursue is to chase after something until you get it. Are you saying it? He said, he said, he said run overtake and what recover so pursuing something is something has been it's as if something has been taken away for you and you are chasing like chasing a thief who's come to steal a piece of meat in your soup maybe not too important but he took something your phone have your phone been snatched from you before come on i do have some witnesses here if you have not suffered phone snatching may you never suffer one in jesus name I remember somebody came from the U.S. and bought me a brand new phone. So I went to see this gentleman at the airport, and I was coming, and I was sitting in a taxi at the back seat, and I was so engrossed in the phone, and I was just over the phone, not knowing my window is very low. My window was down. So we're having fun, and we got to the Chimota Forest. You know that? Shall I was on my phone? No. Hi. The phone was gone. Oh my God! I had to snatch somebody's phone recently. Yeah, Pastor Kiki, <laughs> they snatched his phone. Serious? And that same area. <laughs> Where was it? Was it beside him in the front seat or? They took all the two. Oh my God! 
So wait, it was it was at the bottom of the door. It was holding it. And somebody snatched from outside. Hey! Charlie, God will give them double trouble in Jesus' name. I mean, the guy's whole life, you know, when they take your phone out, it's like they finish you because especially if you work with your phone a lot. So this guy took my phone away. And I was in the car. <laughs> Brand new phone. So now when I... When he's in, when I'm walking with the phone, eh, I'm super conscious. I don't leave the phone. I hide it. When I see you are coming, I'm moving my phone. I'm sorry. I don't trust anybody now. And I, I hide it. I'm so super conscious. Because, you see, that thing was taken from my hand. Brand new phone that I was worshipping. It was gone. Hmm. Praise the Lord. So something like that. If you are seeking something, you have to get down from the kind cheese. That's pursuit. Oh, they didn't say amen. So that means that the phone didn't really matter to me like. But there are some people, if you snatch their phone, I saw a woman. They, they, these are robbers. They were having gun and they, were, and they wanted to take her back. Come and see fight. The woman will hold her back. I said, this bag. That is pursuit. Hallelujah. Say, I'm not letting this bag go. You will go. And then they struggle and then they hit her and they left. It was a stubborn girl. <laughs> she didn't let the bag go. She fought them. And when we say pursue something, something that you've lost, like your prayer life, you've lost your prayer life, you have to go and pursue and say, Lord, give it back to me. Let me hear you, amen. The way you used to be happy in church, you lost your joy. You must go back for it. That is pursuit. That is seeking God. So it's not only looking for new things. The things you've also lost, you go back for it. Your, your ability to wake up at midnight and pray. If you can't wake up like you used to, you must begin to ask questions. Yes. Come on, let me hear. Amen. 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 I've been struggling for some time to wake up. So I asked, title, title, come and do because when I'm, it's like I'm, I'm not well. They say, oh, there's some malaria parasite. I say, okay, thank you very much. I have to kill it so that when I, I can wake up. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You must, you must investigate and find out the thing you lost and go back for it. May you pursue your joy. May you pursue your prayer power. Some of you used to pray like mad. Now you have become too gentle. May you go back for that same anointing. That thing you used to that you were seeing visions like, you know, you are living in the spirit. May that prayer fire come back. May you pursue it and recover in the name of Jesus. So the Lord told him, he said, run after it, overtake, pursue, pursue, overtake, and recover. May you recover things. May you recover things. The joy of the Lord, which is your strength, may you recover. I said, may you recover. The next point is um, necromancy. To to seek means to necromance. You know, necromancy is is like talking to the dead. See how serious it is. It's like finding. You want to find out why is this like? Why did? So what we say necromancy is what we call in the local parlance ebisebisa, meaning. When somebody dies, uh-huh, whatever, if you, whatever, somebody dies, you want to go find out what happened to the person. It's an African thing. I don't know how to play, how to play but here it's really, really practiced. I say it's really, really practiced. But it's, 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 it's talking to the dead is not right. But when it comes to seeking God, you can use that. Lord, what's going on? You have to seek God. 
Why is this happening? You have to question. Are you hearing me tonight? Don't let things slide. I'll let it slide this time. Don't let it slide this time. I told you go and watch Black and Blue. Did you watch? You understand? I'll let it slide this time. Don't let things slide and say nothing. When you have a dream, wake up and take authority and pray if you have to pray and fast and cancel it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have questions. Without questions, there will be no answer. The disciples asked Jesus, Lord, we have left everything we have followed. What are we going to get? Jesus said, any man who has left husband, wife, children, land, and I will give him a hundredfold. So there's nothing wrong with you asking. In fact, when you are seeking God, you ask questions. Anybody who takes this Bible with an inquiry mind, you will become a great teacher of the word. If you take this Bible and you want to find out things, but if you are reading it as a duty, quiet time, pastor says you do quiet time, and Jesus was born, John was born, and the boy, amen. You are not reading with an inquiry mind, so you will not get revelations. I say you will not get revelations. You are base one Level one revelation that you are walking in. Because you are not asking questions. Lord, why? Why is this so? Glory to God. And God will be excited to give you an answer. Lord, these are the people they are saying, this is what they are saying about you. Why is it so? You take your Bible, you start reading. You start hearing the word. They will jump out of the scriptures. And they will become rima to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So necromancy is another word used to describe. The word is dara in Hebrew. Dara. So all these words, it's just one word I'm trying to explain. Dara, it means to necromance. Go find out what happened. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Something happens, you lose. Look, I lost a certain job. Then I realized that, no, if I had sought the Lord well, I would have probably a millionaire by now. Yes. Because I realized that there was a spiritual dimension to the whole thing. I didn't know. But as I think, I say, ah, no. Amen. Amen. The thing you that contract you lost, that deal you lost. You say, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. You have to go to God. Lord, what happened? Why? God will give you an answer. Amen. When some, so necromancy is making inquiries after something is dead or something is lost. Are you hearing me? So you lose something. The Lord can give you a revelation. When Ken Hagen's sister died, Ken Hagen, her sister died. And, you know, he was in bed. He was warm. He said, she died of cancer at the age of 50-something, that sister. And so he was asking the Lord, what happened? He was lying in bed, and he said, all of a sudden, a bright light came into the room, and then he was caught up into heaven. And then the Lord took him to heaven and told him the reason why the sister died. And that what will happen to his two, her two children, and that they will become men of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So when you lose something, something leaves your hand. Don't just sit and say, oh, it's normal. No, you must seek. I say, you must seek the Lord. You must seek the Lord concerning the matter. There are more stories I can tell, but because of time, I can't. There's another pastor in South Korea whose wife died. So The man was so paid. So one day they went to put flowers on the, on the, the wife's uh, tomb, and then the, the children were crying. Mommy, mom, because those days they bury the people. They don't bury them. You stand. This was in the 50s in South Korea. So they saw the mommy standing like that. He said, wake up, wake up, talk to mommy. So this guy came out. He was so broken, so sad, so sad. And then he said he felt like somebody pierced his back with a sword. Then love, he came out of his body. And then he made a trip to heaven. 
and he was describing the trip. He's saying that the, 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 the rail to heaven, you know, the track to heaven is in the North Pole. And when he was going, he was seeing the planets. My God, Charlie, may you have some encounters like that. But may you come back in the name of Jesus. So some of them, when you go, you can't come back again. The glory is so much, you may not return. But may you return in Jesus' name. So he does what he said. He said it was like an hour. Say like an hour to heaven. But the speed, the shaft of light, the levitas are like shafts of light. You'll be passing through the planets like that. It's a highway to heaven. Oh. And then it was, it's as soon as the, the, the sword pierced, he saw three angels. Did he three, yeah. I wrote, I wrote a Rev Dick, I wrote about it. If you're reading it. <laughs> moon Consort, some Moon Consort, some name like that. Some funny name like that. And then this student just said, let's go. Then he said, ah, but this is my body. So this is just your container. Let's go. They took him to heaven. The, 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 is, it, is, it, is it the, who went to heaven? Yes, the man. The man went to heaven and saw the I said, why are you crying like that? I saw the woman. He said, I'm here. I'm okay. Stop crying. Stop crying, okay? So they were coming to bury him. They organized the funeral. Those days, there were no refrigerators to bury. This was in the 50s. Early days of South Korea. They were Poor like modern Accra, Africa. Very, very poor. So those, they were far behind us. They didn't have refrigerators. So they took him around. He saw people. He saw some lady who used to clean the chair. He said, he saw the man. She said, hey, this woman, the cleaner. She was, he was shocked. So they organized. So Pastor Yonggi Cho organized, signed his death certificate. They were going to bury him. So they took him to the chapel. While they were doing the service, he was in heaven. So they told him, look, they're going to bury you. You better go back. <laughs> True story. I will send you the link on the family page. Go ahead. You'll be shocked. So they, so they quickly rushed him from heaven. So, so the, these, the pastors were saying, Father, Lord, yeah. <laughs> Before they realized, the man sat up, come and see. <laughs> the people took off. They ran away. He said, oh, come and touch me. I'm alive. I went to heaven. I'm alive. I'm back. True story. And then he became relaxed. Because he was, may you God give you answers. May God give you answers. In the name of Jesus. Don't go to a fetish and say, what happened to my brother? What happened to my, ask the Lord. He will show it to you. I remember somebody stole my uh, iPad. I had a lot of data on it. You don't see me using iPad. Somebody took my own before. <laughs> I don't think I've recovered. Amen. But one of these is I'll recover in the name of Jesus. Because you see, that thing had so many pictures, family stuff on it. Somebody picked it up. And I was, the Lord showed me where the iPad is. I went to sleep and he said, come, let me show you. He took me to some lungo. I saw a building, small roof is like that, with blocks, no plastic. So then the following day, I saw, I said, go and show me where you live. When we got there, same thing I saw. But I didn't, you know, I didn't get, I didn't pursue. you. I said, because the guy kept lying. But the Lord said, he, he has it. I decided not to pursue it anymore. So anything you've lost, God can give it back to you. Amen. If he doesn't give it back, forget about it. I said, forget about it. Amen. But most often he would answer you. Wow. Let me do the last one. It means also to worship. Come on, say worship. worship. When you seek the Lord, one of the meanings is to worship God. That's your normal prayer life. Your worship life, your Sunday service is all seeking. Amen. Amen. Have, you, have you seen what I'm saying? 
Glory to God. So I've tried to explain the word seek in various terms. The next one, let me just deal with this one a little bit. So when he sought the Lord, Bible said, and he sought the Lord in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding into the visions of God. And as long as he, so whilst he was seeking God, God gave him grace to fight his enemies, the enemies. And you know, he took on the most terrible enemies that he feared, the Arabians and the Egyptians. And the Bible said, and the Lord helped him. See, they are strongholds, strong gates resisting our destiny. Anybody here, people have vowed that you will never rise to a certain level. But in seeking God, God will give you victory over them. Because until that thing is broken, your destiny will not manifest. Altars in our families. Demonic covenants. Policemen and policewomen. Monitoring every move of ours and sending reports to base camp. We curse them in the name of Jesus. See, in seeking the Lord in prayer, fasting, the Lord begins to show you things to deliver you. Because when that thing is broken, then you can begin to, you will rot great works. So he sought and then he began to fight. He fought. Come on, say he fought. Yeah, let's look at verse 7 quickly. That's it. And God helped him against the what? The Philistines and against the Arabians. That dwelt in Jebal and the Mechunims. And then the Moabites and the Ammonites gave him tribute. You, you see, yeah. and the Ammonites gave him what? Gifts. Anytime they harvest chicken, they come and give him 100 pieces. That means there are people, people who must supply you, but because you never sought the Lord, you couldn't destroy your enemies. So when you break their back, they'll begin to serve you. Are you here with me or are you closed? Go back, go to seven. He said the Lord helped him against the Arabians. They've been around for a long time. And against the, is it the Egyptians? Philistines. Come on, say Philistines. Charlie, these people, they had chariots of iron. You are using bow and arrow. How can you take them out? But the Lord helped him. May God help you tonight. May God help you tonight. See, see as you are seeking God, what God will do is to break the strong men that have cased you. Sometimes it's a mindset. Sometimes it's a spiritual situation. Sometimes it's an addiction. It's a strong man. And as long as that man is there, you will never rise. But in seeking the Lord, the Lord helps. I say the Lord helps. May every chain over your life be broken. May your destiny, your destiny spring forth like fire. Any power of the night that says your star will never shine. May that door open by fire. In the name of Jesus Christ. This you can't handle. May the Lord help you. May the Lord help you. See as you are praying. The Lord is dealing with the enemy and the strongholds. There's nobody sitting here who can tell me. There's, no, there's nothing fighting you. You are living in la la land. I think it worked one of the Grammys recently. Is it there? the Oscars? Or last year. La la land. You are living in cuckoo land. You don't know what's happening. When God opens your eyes, sometimes you'll be shocked. The enemies that are reigned against you. But as you seek God, God will begin to cut them off. He will cut them off. He will cut them off. Some of them are supposed to bring you gifts. Go to eight. Go to eight, quickly. And the Ammonites gave gifts. Do you think they just willingly came to give them the gifts? No, no. It was tribute that every year when you harvest, you bring to me. You see, then you, you see, from seeking, he's now fighting, and the Lord is helping him. And after he fought, he began to build. 
So he conquered his enemies. And when your enemies are conquered, then you can build stuff. Stand on your feet. Ha! Molo gidazia, chop prophet. Zekelo krote zipa shahate. Ah, no sia. Ah, no sele. Repecuso. Iche di livicaso. E mero cabrante. E shetolo zimaha. Ah, nekele. May God fight for you. I said, may God fight for you. Lift your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Sialoma. Kato le greteste. Shere bruko kreko tetiale brada. Rasiswake papa paloha. Shaka. Say powers, say powers of the nights resisting my destiny. Your time is up. Die in the name of Jesus. Begin to command them to die in the name of Jesus.